We've just had uh, uh, hearings for the state wage case, uh, which happen every year. And this is an opportunity for the Industrial Commission uh, to hear from unions WA, representing workers, uh, to hear from the state government, and also to hear from the employers uh, about what increase should apply on the minimum wage for the next next um, for the coming 12 months. And so there, there's a number of people who are living on the minimum wage uh, in WA, uh, which is $692.90 a week. So that's for a full-time job. So we're not talking about people earning huge amounts of money. These are, you know, the, the lowest paid uh, in the state. And, yeah, this year, as you said in your introduction, uh, and in fact for the last few years, the Chamber of Commerce and Industry representing employers have said that those people should get no increase at all. Uh, now, we think, of course, that's um, just completely unfair and it's completely unreasonable. Uh, anyone living in WA at the moment on, you know, just under $700 a week uh, is doing it pretty tough to be able to afford essential costs of living, like rent and food and electricity and transport. All of those costs have been going up for some time at a rate greater than inflation, uh, and, of course, the minimum wage just hasn't kept up. So these hearings are really important for low-paid workers. Uh, you know, we've be, we have been uh, arguing that people should get a $45 a week increase, uh, which really is uh, about trying to see people on the minimum wage catch up, if you like. Uh, as I said, essential costs of living have been going up at a rate much higher than inflation. So for people on the minimum wage... Uh, that, that amount of money is getting stretched further and further every week. And we know that many of them are, are struggling. So these are important hearings. We'll hear the decision, you know, uh, in the next sort of coming weeks. But what we're really, I think, fundamentally concerned about um, is not just this year's increase, but if you look back over how the minimum wage has changed, even over the last 10 years, average uh, weekly earnings in Western Australia have gone up much faster than people on the minimum wage. Uh, so, you know, there's there's a sort of fundamental inequality creeping in uh, to our industrial system, into people's rates of pay, uh, and that's not good. So there's a number of important issues at stake in these hearings, and, um, you know, I think that's an important one. So we obviously have a, a new Labor government here in WA. Mm. What what pressures on you know the government? Obviously, uh, they've inherited uh, large levels of debt. Yeah, what's your message to? And how much uh, capacity do the incoming Labor government have to you know influence this situation? I guess. Yeah. So they. Um, so the government always puts in a submission for the state wage case. Uh, and look, one of the really uh, pleasing things that we've seen this year is the government uh, actually arguing for an increase uh, of $19.20 a week for the minimum wage. And that's an improvement on what we've seen from the government over the last eight years. So their position has typically been that workers should get um, a rate of pay increase the same as inflation. And, of course, if you're on a low rate of pay and inflation is very low, that's meant some very low dollar amounts for, for people uh, under the eight years that the Barnett government, um, you know, was responsible for those submissions. So this year, the $19.20 would actually mean for people on the minimum wage that they'd get a real increase. Uh, so they'd get an increase of more than inflation, which would help them get a bit further ahead if the government's submissions were adopted. 
Uh, and so, look, that's really pleasing. And I think, you know, this probably uh, reflects the fact the government is concerned about the economy in Western Australia. I think, you know, everyone recognises things are pretty tough at the moment. Uh, and one way that we can assist that is by making sure that low-paid workers are getting decent increases in their rate to pay. Uh, because one of the things we know that happens is that uh, if you are on a lower rate of pay and you get an increase, pretty much all of that money gets spent back into the economy uh, because, you know, people need it to pay their living costs or they might, you know, need to uh, get the kids some shoes for school or, you know, th- those increases are immediately kind of um, spent back into the economy in, in shops, in restaurants, you know, uh, you know, on a range of things. So it's much better. It has a stimulating effect for the economy in a way that maybe giving pay increases to higher paid workers doesn't because for people who are already well ahead, uh, if they get increases that are substantial, a lot of the time that'll end up in savings or it might end up on an overseas holiday or but it doesn't end up being spent back in the local economy. So I think uh, the government's submission this year is a bit about recognising that this is one way that we could perhaps... Um, you know, offer a bit of stimulus to the West Australian economy. But look, it is also, I think, a recognition fundamentally that for people on the minimum wage in this state, it's getting tougher and tougher uh, and that we need to do something to try and help lift the wages of low-paid workers. So so we were pleased with the government's submissions. Certainly they're different to what we have seen. But I, I guess what we've been saying is, and um, what we've been arguing this week, is that we need an increase of, of more than just the $19.20 that the government's asked for. Uh, we think it's quite justified to have a more substantial increase. And look, in the end, the Commission will listen to all those arguments and it's their job, I guess, to weigh it up uh, and to to come to a decision that we'll hear in a a couple of weeks. Talking here largely about the minimum wage, but of course there's uh, people... Uh, struggling below the the minimum wage, uh, many mm. in our society. Um, we've got uh, this uh, this chap, this hungry Jack's owner, Jack Cowan, who's had a go at the crack at uh, penalty rates and uh, talking about uh, you know maybe we shouldn't have footy on Sundays. Crazy comments from from him. What's what's the level of consciousness? Uh, you got people like this chap uh, making these kind of ridiculous statements. Um, you know, where is the level of consciousness of the broader community uh, to, you know, addressing these issues of inequality in our society in Perth? Yeah, that's a really important um, question that you ask. And, you know, my sense is that there is uh, a growing awareness of uh, the inequality in our society and uh, a growing concern about it as well. So I think ordinary people, everyday working people, are starting to see that it's, um, you know, it's getting tougher and tougher. So I said earlier about how if you're on the minimum wage, you know, that, that rate of pay has fallen behind average earnings, it's fallen behind cost of living increases. Uh, and so that is, I think, one sort of indication of it. But there are lots of uh, workers who are sort of uh, seeing now that it's much harder for them to, to get pay increases. There's been a number of um, cases that we've seen where working people are on collective agreements and then their employers are able to go and get those agreements cancelled and effectively people get a pay cut as a result of that. We've seen that, um, you know, employers push 
to cut penalty rates. And again, you're talking about some of the lowest paid workers in the economy, uh, but they would cop a cut to their penalty rate. Uh, and you quite rightly identify that a lot of the time, the people who are leading the vanguard arguing for these changes are in fact incredibly well off and, uh, you know, in the case just recently, indeed a billionaire. Uh, so I think people are starting to question uh, what's happened to fairness, you know, what's happened to the fair uh, and balanced uh, system that we kind of always had. And you only have to um, go back, say, a generation and people could have, uh, they would have been able to uh, leave school, get a job. Uh, and by having that job, they would have been able to pay off a home and have a family, raise their kids and, and lead a good life. And now I think for lots of young people, you know, that's not the case. People, um, you know, people are feeling the pressure much more. Is all the issues about um, the cost of education, all the issues about the difficulty getting a permanent job. And lots of people finding now that even if you are in permanent or, or in full-time work, that you're simply not earning enough to be able to, you know, buy a house and, and raise a family. But meanwhile, the top end of town, uh, of course, you know, are doing quite well. And unfortunately, we've got a federal government at the moment that uh, is pushing uh, for tax cuts, uh, for companies, many companies not paying their fair share of tax in the first place. And I think there's a growing awareness of that. And I think people are increasingly uh, wanting to see uh, a change. They want to see the, the, the fair go, which I think is really at the heart of Australian society. People are wanting to see that, um, you know, uh, brought back and to mean something in public life. So, uh, you know, and I think it's really important. We don't want to end up like America where, you know, you have people in that country who are effectively the working poor. So they might have two or three jobs, be working, you know, more than full time uh, and still not able to get ahead in terms of being able to afford to pay off a house and put food on the table. And they're just kind of stuck in a situation where they're working but never never getting ahead financially. Now, I know that Australians don't want that. Uh, I think we have a very different sense about uh, what we think would be a fair deal and about, you know, the kind of society we want to live in. So I think increasingly people are speaking up about that. And, you know, I think politically uh, there's going to have to be a response to put some fairness and balance back into the system. And, you know, of course, uh, we'll look forward to that. But it, it won't happen unless people, I think, continue to, you know, campaign for change, and, uh, unless people continue to call out those inequities and unfairnesses where they see them. Uh, so, you know, I think there's a, there's a growing movement for change there for sure.